Good morning, Church at the Red Door. Welcome here this morning. We have a special kind of service we're going to do this morning with you. Uh, I'm, I'm here with uh, Pastor Jeff this morning. Good to be with morning. you, uh, Pastor Randy. And you know, it's amazing how quickly things change in just a week. It is beyond our understanding. I mean, you think you've got everything figured out, and then something like this week happens, and you realize how tenuous our hold on this life is. It's really strange. Yeah. Yes, I know. It's, and I'm glad we have uh, this opportunity here here in the studio to bring everybody uh, in to just hear the word today. Absolutely. So here, here's what we want you to do. Here's what, we're, here's what our hope is. Grab, you, uh, grab your morning beverage. Get around your, uh, get around your little group. We know that a few of you are meeting in uh, groups, uh, small groups. I know Pastor Paul has a few folks at his, at his home and, and others. Now I want you to go get your Bible. And what we're going to do is we're going to get into this. And that, the question is why? Because essentially fear and faith are absolutely diametrically opposed to one another. And as a result, we want our faith to grow so our fear will diminish. You know, uh, Randy, Romans 10 verse 17 says, So faith comes from hearing yes. and hearing by the word of Christ. So what we're going to yes. do today is we're going to get into the word. <clears throat> We're going to build our faith, and as a result, what I'm hoping uh, is that fear will begin to diminish in those of you who are struggling. Now, there's a couple of things that are really hitting people right now. It's not just the coronavirus. It's right, also right. the global economy. In fact, in, I, I would say in some senses, the people that I have run into, it's not as much a fear of being sick or contracting the virus. It's like, what's going to be the fallout from all of this? Right. Am I going to be able to make it financially and otherwise? Right. And uh, that's one of the things we want to look at. The first thing, Randy, I want to do is start, and I want to ask the question, I think something we can all think about. Number one is, are you a materialist? Are you a naturalist? Now, if you're a materialist and you think this is all we've got, and <laughs> yeah. then you're going to be the one who's grabbing and clawing to get the toilet paper at Costco, because, in fact, this week, Randy, I heard that uh, in Australia, a lady pulled a knife on a guy because he grabbed the toilet paper she was about to grab. Right. And, uh, and I found another, another place in London, uh, a man of Chinese uh, ethnicity was beat up, had his face fractured by somebody, you know, get out of our place. Another thing I saw on CNN's feed here, uh, there was an island called Reunion Island and people were getting off a cruise ship, nobody infected. And they were hurling insults and literal rocks at these folks when they got tried to, uh, you know, get off the ship. And so this stuff is crazy. If you're a materialist, this would make sense because it's survival of the fittest. And, uh, but if you're, we're not. We're Jesus people. That's right. And That's as right. Jesus people, we are a, a place of light. We should be a source of light, not only to our family, but to our neighbors and really to the world. Right. <clears throat> the challenge here is that we're not able to gather to be able to have people come like they did on 9-11. Other churches were filled, so we're having to do this online. So here's where I want to start this morning, Randy. I want to talk to us. I want to talk a little bit first about God's sovereignty. And then I want to talk about could this, you know, why would God allow something like this to happen? There you go. And then could it have any effect? I mean, is, in God allowing it could have any effect. Now, we're not going to get into the whole thing. Did God cause this or did not God not cause this? We're not going to get into that theological argument this morning. We're going to say at least he allow, has allowed this right. to happen. <clears throat> And then apart from our own personal journey, is there anything that he might be allowing in a global sense uh, and wanting to do in a global sense 
with what's going on. So those are the things we're gonna, a few of the things we're gonna address this morning. Randy, why don't you open us in prayer before we get going sure. here? <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, we gather here this morning, Lord, to uh, seek you, to seek your face, Father. That is, uh, that is where our hope and our future is. Yes, and Lord, Lord. Uh, we love you. We know your word says in uh, Philippians 4 to rejoice, rejoice always. So we come this morning to rejoice in the day that you have created. And Lord, we just thank you for this privilege to come together. Lord, we pray for all of those that uh, may hear this message, this word this morning, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would touch their hearts. Lord, this, that this would just be a time of uplifting to yes, seek you and to hear your word and be filled with it, Lord, and be filled with faith in the name of Jesus. Amen. So let's, uh, folks, let's first talk this morning a little bit about God's sovereignty. Uh, I, I, I don't know, I know there are many people that are running around on this little uh, mud heap called earth and they do not have the confidence, number one, that there is a God and number two, that they have any kind of relationship with Him and if they did, they would know that their days were numbered. Nobody can take you out before uh, your time. Psalm yeah. 139 says your days were numbered, they were uh, even numbered before you were even born. Uh, so that's critical to understand. Right. In other right. words, you're bulletproof until that time. So in terms of being concerned about the virus and all that, he controls every atom, every <laughs> molecule, every microorganism, every COVID-19 uh, is in his control. Now he can intervene now, uh, and that's not hard for him to do. So that's number one, that's important. You know, I was thinking this week about Psalm 65 and I'm gonna read this to you from the message. Now listen to catch this. It says, we all arrive at your doorstep, speaking about God, sooner or later, loaded with guilt, our sins too much for us, but you get rid of them once and for all. Blessed are the chosen, blessed the guest at home in your place. Do you feel that this morning? Are you feeling like you're in God's presence? says, we expect our fill of good things in your house, in your heavenly mansion. All your salvation wonders are on display in your trophy room. I love how he, Eugene Peterson puts this. Earth tamer, ocean pourer, mountain maker, hill dresser, muzzler of sea, storm, and wave crash of mobs in noisy riot at Costco. I'll add that. Far and wide, they'll come to a stop. They'll stare in awe, in wonder. Dawn and dusk takes turns calling, come and worship. I mean, so there's a sense in which uh, just knowing you're in God's presence and that He is in fact controlling storms, right. whether they be a literal right. storm. Uh, that's <clears throat> one of the reasons Jesus, of course, still the seas on the Sea yes, of Galilee, yes. a claim that he was in fact God come down in human flesh. So we have to remember, we have to remember that if you are a Jesus person, you have a planned voyage in this Amen. life. Amen. God has a plan for <clears throat> your voyage. Now, it's difficult to say, we'll get into, we'll look at that in a minute, uh, Randy, with Romans chapter 8, uh, those who uh, are called by God, uh, pre predetermined plan, you know, things are working out together. Does he wor everything work out together for everybody? No, to those who are called by right, Him. You right. know, that's a, a thing we'll look at in a minute. So now, next I want to look at, here's what we're going to go through. We're going to go again through uh, how is God allowing this? Could it, ha could it have any purpose both individually and then also globally? 
And so first I want to talk a little bit, Randy, about redirection. I think one of the things that something like this happens, it happened to me on a personal level, 2000, the dot-com thing, you know, you had to re, you know, we kind of lost a lot of our portfolio at that moment. And and Laura had to kind of work through some of those things that it forced us to redirect, rethink things. I know 9-11 had that effect. I think 2008 Mm. had that effect again for people. For sure. Uh, Now, many people will know this verse, but I want to look at it maybe from a slightly different angle, and that's Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 9. So if you have your Bible... Uh, and here's the coffee. Have your Bible and coffee. Grab your Bible and look up uh, verse 6. Now, I know many of you know the first part of this, and I'm going to go ahead and read it. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Why? Well, so the peace of God, it's, it surpasses all of our comprehension. Yeah. It guards. Yeah. Now, now, notice yeah. that. It guards our hearts, the seedbed of our emotions. It can Amen. guard our emotions uh, and our minds. When our minds begin to, you know, I just you just have to go and what the, what's the market doing? What's the latest on the coronavirus? <laughs> it's, it's constantly, it guards us. But then the second part of this, uh, Randy, is what I really want to get into. It says, finally, brothers, now catch this, whatever is true, Whatever's yeah. honorable, whatever's right, whatever's pure, what, whatever's lovely, what, whatever is of good repute, what's it say? What well, it says, if there's any excellence and if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. So uh, this mm. is huge. When I think mm. about these, these are, well, these are the qualities of God. Right, exactly. Right? Exactly. So as we're, as we're bringing God into focus and and we're and we do that through worship through prayer uh, through what we're doing right now as we begin to think about yeah. the, his extraordinary qualities and his sovereignty it begins to guard our hearts right, right. and our minds it's a very it's a very practical application it's not yes. just some, something kind of well you know just believe no you have to take think about the qualities of god think about our uh, the brevity of life and try not to be making your kingdom here. It it redirects us, Randy. It, it does. really does. It, does. it really does. So uh, I want you to think too about Colossians three. Set your mind on things above, mm. not on things on the earth. Uh, and again, right. this whole thing of how we take our minds, we move it off of the seen realm and onto something that has solidity, something that's eternal, something that does, doesn't just go away, right. something that's not fickle. The markets are fickle. Yeah. This virus is, sure. is unknown. We, we, we have no idea what's going on with this virus. And yet God in, is the rock. So when we talk right. about, some people say, you Christians, you know, you Jesus people, you're just burying your heads in the sand. Actually, no, we're burying our our heads in the rock, if you will. You know, Jesus said, if you'll build your uh, house on this rock, when the winds blow, when the storms come, you know, it won't be sand. And so we're not burying our heads. We're really moving into the cleft of the rock through worship, through prayer, through focus, uh, being in the word like we are being this morning. We're saying, God, you're God. We're not. You're stable. You're eternal. You know exactly what's going on. There's no reason I need to freak out. I need to redirect my thoughts toward the what appears to be a, an overwhelming situation, and we're going to redirect towards you. Now, Randy, what I'd like to do, too, uh, the second part of this, I want to talk a little bit about through this process, it really has a, a powerful impact to change us. It, and, it, and when it changes us, as we redirect 
we are changed. We recognize right. that our voyage is not just a voyage that God's planning, but it's a voyage that also does something very specific in us. It changes us, it redirects us, and it actually moves awesome. towards, I would call it a learning curve. Uh, the Apostle Paul had somewhat of a learning curve. Would you mind reading um, Philippians chapter 4? And we're going to move forward a little bit, starting in verse 11. So okay. Philippians chapter 4, verse 11, and read through verse 13, sure. if you don't mind. Sure. All right. <clears throat> Philippians 4.11. Not that I speak from want, for I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances I am. I know how to get along with humble means and also know how to live in prosperity. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of being filled and going hungry, both of having abundance and suffering need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Now, I got to tell you, this, the Apostle Paul, it's really powerful here because the Apostle Paul is saying, I have learned this. I have yeah. been on a learning curve. We've been yes. talking a little bit about Church of the Red Door. We've been talking about this wilderness experience. I have had to learn contentment. In other right. words, by setting my mind, redirecting my mind, I have learned Learn. How brief this life is, how transitory it is. I'm, I'm not just trying to build my kingdom here and get all my ducks in a row. I've learned that, hey, even when things don't go well, even when my portfolio goes down, even when things, maybe I have to lower my lifestyle a little bit for a while or something, I have learned the secret of being content, of having and not having. Uh, and so even Paul, Randy, was, yeah. on, a, was on a learning curve in this. And right. he goes ahead and even gives us more admonition, if you wouldn't mind. First Timothy chapter six. Sure. Read for us First Timothy chapter six. I think <clears throat> I think it's verses seven and eight. Okay. Uh, it's in, it's important that we get this because uh, you know I know uh, when two thousand eight hit, uh, uh, Greg Souls, many of you will know, uh, involved with us at Church of the Red Door. We used to sit around and say, you know, what, what if worse comes to worse? What if the market just goes to nothing? We can sit out and have a campfire going. Uh, we can, you know, do a little beanie weenie on the thing and at night and sing some songs together. Who knows? We may find that we, we're experiencing more joy than we are trying to chase down our stuff all the time and make sure our life is uh, postured in such a way that meets our expectations. Sometimes when we don't have those things, we realize we really didn't need them uh, after right, all. Right. So read what Paul's trying mm -hmm. to expre express to Timothy in verses 7 and 8. Sure. Okay, this is 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 7. For we have brought nothing into the world, so we cannot take anything out of it either. If we have food and covering with these, we shall be content. Look, when, when this happens, when you redirect, when you refocus, you realize that your planned voyage is actually a learning curve for yeah. you and you recognize that Jesus truly is enough. God's going to provide for you. We're going to talk about that in a minute. God is going to provide. Uh, we as the church provide. If you're right. struggling, and I'll tell you right now, if you're struggling uh, financially uh, with food or shelter or something, we want to be there. Church of the Red Door wants to be Amen. there to help you. I mean, we really do. The church right. is there for you. But what happens is when you redirect, fear is eradicated. 
and faith begins to grow. That's what happens because we're not having faith in our own ability to provide for ourselves. We're we're trusting in the very one who is the provider. Right. We're, we're trusting in God himself. Now I want to talk to you about this idea uh, in terms of what it does on the interior of those who know and love the creator. Let's talk a little bit uh, about Jesus. I want to now talk about Paul uh, too in that construct when he's writing the letter to the Romans, and this is a well-known passage, but I want to read Romans 8, starting in mm. verse 28, Good. and let's take a look at this. What, what are we guaranteed? This is, again, uh, referencing that idea uh, conceptually that God truly is sovereign, that He knows exactly right. what right. you're going through, and Amen. this is, again, a planned voyage. Romans 8, 28, catch this. It says, and we know that God causes all things to work together for good, for everybody, no, to those who love God right. and are called, the called mm. out people, that's yeah. the church, according to what? Those who are called according to His plan, His purposes, His, His voyage for your life. I mean, there is yeah. a particular route, and obviously all of our routes have gone through this channel, mm. this this kind of upending of society, something we have never really seen in any of our lifetimes, a really new territory, but it's part of the voyage. And yet, in trusting in that, you don't freak out. So let these words sink in and drive out it's that good. fear. Now it says, for those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to become conformed to the image of his son so that he would be the firstborn among many brothers. And these who he predestined, he called, and these who he called, he also he also justified, and these who he justified, he also glorified. Then what shall we say? If God is for us, who can be against us? So here's principle number two. Uh, number two is yes, we're on a learning curve, and for what purpose? So that we can become conformed to the image of His Son. Yes. I've got to tell you, Randy, yes. uh, I don't know if you uh, you and Jackie have had this experience, but when I go through things like this, I either move further away uh, and I move into fear or I move into greater faith. And as I move into greater faith, I find myself beginning to uh, take in the attributes of Christ. I, feel, I find myself right. begun, beginning to pray more like Jesus prayed. Right. I, I find mm -hmm. myself uh, really beginning to sense the Father's presence. I find a willingness to mm. turn over uh, the rule, the reign of my life, if you will, yeah. on an ongoing basis. Sometimes I say, yeah, right. of course, I'm, I'm submitted to God in every way, but all of a sudden something like this happens, and all of a sudden it's my stuff that's going down, my portfolio, and I go, no, I give it back. It's your stuff. Right. Amen. It's not, it's not Amen. my stuff. That's right. It's, that's it's right. your, I'm trusting you. So if you see fit and, and I can live on half or I can live on, who knows what's going to happen over the coming months. Uh, I have family, I have you, and, and Jesus, you're enough. And when you see that, you say, this is, these are the very qualities that were reflected in Jesus. That's Just right. an That's absolute right. trust. Mm -hmm. Jesus said, I only do what I see the Father doing. He's in complete submission to the Father's will for his right. life. Not my will, but thy right. will be done. And so when you begin to understand that in a significant way, you just... You say, Lord, I, why am I freaking out? I mean, right. these words are driven home. 
Have you found this to be true in your own life, Randy? I mean, Absolutely. is these big kind Absolutely. of you know, overwhelming it, events happen? It draws us closer <laughs> to Christ when this happens because when everything else around us and you try everything that you, you think you can do and it doesn't work, you know, there's Christ. And so it draws us into Christ because we walk by faith now, not by sight, not what's going on, but we walk by faith. And so Jackie and I have found that and we are actually moving closer to hanging on to him and being more like him and worshiping him and trying to learn more what he wants us to do. Are you have you have you and Jackie been feeling fear at all over this last several weeks? You know, maybe uh, <clears throat> no, not fear, but it's like uh, okay, it's different now. What do we do? Well, I love that. It's just different. It's just different. It's just different. <laughs> and here's the strange part: it might be better. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I've just seen a maybe. few things happen. All of a sudden, you know, it, this cell phones and all that. It feels like there's more quiet time. It, it's funny, uh, we live kind of near a fairly busy yeah. street and we hear cars in the morning right. and the cars are fewer <laughs> in the morning. It's strange. It's just yeah. the traffic's down. I mean, it's just really an odd feeling. It almost feels like as you're, many of us are kind of self-quarantining in a sense, uh, whether we do it uh, you know, really heavily or right. not, we sense there's more downtime. There's more quiet. There's no more uh, games on. You know, and normally that's, you go out. Right. Uh, Clippers are playing today, or or my team's playing, or the Masters yeah. coming up. It, it's an unimaginable thing. Well, the Masters has been canceled. How, how are we going to get by in April? I that's mean, it's right. And, and and obviously church. How are we getting together with the whole? I mean, we can't get together with family. What are we What are we going to do here? Right. And it forces us into isolation. And yet again, we see with the very qualities of Jesus, we find this. Constantly, he's going away to be isolated. Yes. So might yes. the Lord be doing this on a global sense to have everybody just quiet down, relax, good. get isolated for a That's little good. bit? I mean, it's it's a, it's an amazing thing. It's right. an amazing thing. So I want to say uh, we're on a learning curve. We're redirected, and then and then we'll talk a little bit about this. Look, at a certain point, you just have to relax. I mean, you just have to relax. And so uh, let's let's do this. I'll, 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 I'm going to give you a few verses. One of the things, oops, I guess we're out of, uh, we're going to go to a new sound here. Uh, I guess we lost, lost our mics here. Grab a mic. Uh, so now what we're going to do is we're going to go to 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 6. 1 Samuel chapter 30, verses six, verse 6. Now you guys know we're live. We're still working through some of this. Right. We lost our sound here for a minute. Uh, 1 Samuel chapter 30. Verse 6. Okay, now, you got to remember, I'm going to set you up here real quick. This is David. He's coming back to Ziklag. Uh, his wife and children have been uh, captured. Uh, all their guys, and the guys were ready to stone him. And it simply says, Moreover, David was greatly distressed because the people spoke of stoning mm. him. For all the people were embittered, each one because of his sons and his daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord. Now, notice, his God. David strengthened himself Good. in the Lord his God. So it was intimate. Right. It was personal. It was relational. Yes. And he was able to simply, well, he probably isolated. What did that look like? I mean, chances are he isolated himself. He got away. He was about to be stoned by his own. Now, this was his own crew. I used to be like, you know, me showing up. And the AV team and the executive team, hospitality yeah. team, ready to stone Don't. me. That may happen before we finish that church at the Red Door, my tenure here. But anyway, you, you show up and you just go, what is going on? Simply, the Bible says he strengthened himself. And Lord, that's what we're asking you to do. I say, right. strengthen yourself in the Lord. Take this Amen. opportunity to grow in your faith. 
And I also think of Psalm 18. Let's, mm. let's read this. Will the Lord provide? It says, I love you, O Lord, my strength. Now, is God, first of all, is God your strength? Do you know him? That's good. That's right. a question I would ask. Do you know Start Jesus? There. Is he your God? The Lord is my rock. It's not just some a rock. He's out there. He's a rock for people. No, he's my rock. He's my fortress. He's my deliverer, my God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield, the horn of my salvation, hmm. my stronghold. Notice, this is very personal. This is not uh, God way out there. Hey, if you're, if you're not too busy, help me out down here. I'm really struggling. No, it's an intimate, relational, it's a relational thing. And it says, I call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, and I'm saved from my enemies. Now, that enemy for us could be, like I'm saying, it could be the virus, it could be whatever. Uh, I'm saved because you are my God. I mean, this is just this declaration. Have you ever prayed the Psalms? Have you ever prayed? Just it's oh, good. get it's Psalm good. 18 yeah. and just pray it. That's good. Talk about <clears throat> it out loud, you know, get into it. And then lastly, you have something you want to add to that? No, let's go ahead. Okay, Deuteronomy 31, verse 8. I alluded to this on our little uh, eight-minute thing we sent out this week, but it says, The Lord is the one who goes ahead of you. Now, under the New Covenant, this was Israel, but now under the New Covenant, it's, it's any, any people of God, people of faith. He goes ahead of us. He will be with you. I don't know how much more steadying that could be. He will not fail you. He won't forsake mm. you. And do not fear and don't be dismayed. Don't why are you freaking out? I'm here. I'm with you. I'm with you. Now, not everybody can say that. Jesus people can say that. We have access to our Father through right. Jesus. And it's powerful. Right? That's right. It's powerful. Yeah. So lastly, I wanna I wanna think now a little bit globally. Good. What possible Good. Now, you know, people tend to say, well, there can't be any good in this because I can't see any good coming from it. I mean, that's kind of a, that's kind of a strange, if you think about it, can't possibly be anything good come out of this because I can't see anything right. good come out of it. But I, let's think about uh, our own lives for a minute. Think about some of the great tragedies in your life. Uh, maybe it was a relational split, a divorce, or maybe it was a health crisis. We have many of you, I know, that are going through significant health crises. Uh, hmm. All kinds of things. As I look back with the luxury of retrospect, and I look back at those moments, at the moment, I'm like, what possible good could come out of this? I mean, there's just, there is nothing that can come out of this. And yet, as I have five-year chance to review 10 year 15 year some of the things i can't i can't even categorize everything randy right i can't there's some still some things that have happened in my life i can't see anything good i can make up some things i can kind of but the vast majority already if i have if you give me five ten years i can already begin to look back and say Amen. as harsh <laughs> as that looked at that moment right. when god shook me up. And I'm, ta I'm talking, this may to some of you feel like God has just grabbed you by the shoulders and just shaking you. Uh, when God took those moments to really shake and rock my world, it, again, it redirected me. Yes, yes. It got me riveted on the unseen in Him. Otherwise, I would have, I think I would have just collapsed into a ball, right? Right, right. Uh, <clears throat> 
And I look back and I go, wow, he's done more through the shaking times than he's ever done for me in the times of blessing. Have you found that to be true in your own life? Yes, yes, (laughs) absolutely. (laughs) Guess I need the microphone, don't I? Uh, Yeah, absolutely. When, you know, I can look back and I can see the times that he's really, what I thought was something that I didn't agree with, that, you know, this doesn't make any sense to me and why would that happen? It's a shaking, and then you can look back and you can see, you know what? I am closer to him. I am more like what he wants me to be. I am doing the things that I should be instead of that I should not be doing yeah, exactly. when I look back. Now, we, you know, it's funny. Randy and I were just, just as we were sitting here on the countdown ready to go live with you this morning, uh, we were talking. We're just looking around, and I, I can't even begin to describe to you the set that's been created. You can see, and I hope it looks good to you, but this, this is two rooms filled with lights and tracks and cam- multiple cameras and there's a whole nother room back here with people uh you know on the switchers and i didn't even know what a switcher was i thought you know you'd bring your little uh like a little backpack or something it's the 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 hours that the team has put into it and i said how how did this get pulled off well it really started with you an, a years back when you felt like god had called you to start smart dog productions and you had all these dreams and these hopes, like many of you may have, dreams and hopes for your future and all this. And then it seemed to kind of be, you be, were shaken. You, you didn't get the financing you needed. It, it seemed like it was just this long, Lord, you went down a path. Why? And then we were sitting around here this morning ta- looking around right. and going, That's there's right. no way this could have been pulled right. off with a little startup church except for the fact that God had mm-hmm. been training you and your guys that's for, right. For years. I mean, talk about that a little well, bit. Well, I can, you know, I can look back and I can see the time when I thought that what was important was to create this little company to make Christian films. And as I started down that path, you know, things seemed to work and got this amazing team together. We made a couple little short God films. God was blessing you. God was blessing the whole thing, exactly. right? And uh, then, as you said, you know, went out to raise some money to make another film and I spent a year and... I needed $1.2 million. After 12 months, I had 16 grand in the bank. 16 grand? <laughs> it's, like, it's like, did it feel like a shaking in it a did. sense? It's like, what is going I mean, on? Where now? are you? That's I right. I mean, you know, some of you may be asking that this morning. That's you right. know, where, God, where are you? That's exactly right. I mean, right. how has this happened to our country? I mean, how is the, the economy? Are we collapsing? What's going on? Where, where is God in all this? And now, with the luxury retrospect, how many years yeah. ago was that? That you kind of that was that was about six years ago. About six years ago. Yeah. And could you have ever conceived? No, no way. That we would have been completely dependent on being, you know, there, no there would have been hundreds of people online yeah. dependent on what God had been doing in your life. That's I right. Mean, and and He's brought this amazing team together. You know, these that have been with me now for several years. It started out in that with the films that I mean, we started just, to make. I mean, this is how God operates. I mean, folks, God shakes us up. He redirects us. He gets us riveted on him, puts us in a place of right. trust. For, for what purpose? Well, let me take you to a, a passage of Scripture that I think might really be helpful for you. This is Hebrews chapter 12. This is a picture of this glorious throne room. I mean, uh, he's having this vision. He's writing to the Jewish believing community, and he sees this. Uh, he sees the blood that speaks better than the, the blood of Abel, uh, crying out for mercy. You know, it's this amazing picture he sees. He sees myriads and myriads of angels. He sees God, the judge of, uh, of all. I mean, he sees all this, but then he 
he shifts to this picture, and listen to what he says in verse 26. So Hebrews chapter 12, I'll give you a chance to grab this in your, in your Bible. Hebrews chapter 12, 26, listen to what he says. And his voice shook the earth then, but now he has promised, saying, yet once more will I shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. And he says this expression, yet once more, denotes the removing of those things which can be shaken. Now catch that. As of created things. In other words, seen Rome. Yes. Right? There's a, yes. there's a lot of things that are being kind of removed right now. Right. You know, portfolios are going <laughs> yeah, down sure. and all kinds of things are happening. Businesses may collapse. I mean, really, it's right. true. I mean, we, we're seeing some horrific things happen in people's lives financially, but they're all things that can be shaken. Now, why? So that those things which cannot be shaken will remain. Amen. It says, therefore, <clears throat> since we receive a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us show gratitude. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> gratitude in the midst of things being shaken? And, and it, why would we show gratitude? So that we can offer to God an acceptable service with reverence and offer. Our God is a consuming fire. I mean, think about wow. that for a second, Randy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so what, what Paul is saying is that there, there comes a time, this, this will happen ultimately in kind of a climactic end. We all know that Jesus is going right. to come back, uh, judgment's right. been given to him, he's going to set all things right, he's going, to be, right. he's going to be coming back to earth one day. We know that as followers of Jesus, we trust that that's true. But right. even at moments in time, I think God in his faithfulness, in his mercy, in his love, what he does is he actually shows up, and he shakes us out of our complacency. Yes. He shakes us out of our dependency on things other than himself right. so mm. that we might offer up real sacrifice of praise and worship mm. and reverence and mm. awe. I mean, it's really, yeah. it's really unbelievable. Why? Because he says he's, it's a kingdom that cannot be shaken. It's an unshakable kingdom. That's right. It's an unshakable kingdom. Now, of course, this brings to my mind Randy Romans 14, so let's turn to Romans 14, verse 17. Romans 14, 17. What is the kingdom of God like? Well, first of all, the kingdom is not our portfolio. The kingdom is not our health. The kingdom is not our house or our car or even our... Uh, what is the kingdom? It says the kingdom of God, it's not eating and drinking, right? So you, you, your, your favorite restaurant may close, and that doesn't mean the That's kingdom right. comes to an That's end, right. right? That's right. I mean, your your McCallum may yeah. close here in the desert, and you can't go see the things that you'd had tickets for, or you may own, you know, all this. All these things may come to an end, but that's not the kingdom. It says the kingdom is not eating and drinking, going to ball games, and going to no. It's righteousness, mm, it's yeah. peace, and it's joy in the Holy Spirit. Now think about this: if the kingdom of God is unshakable is it can't, there's nothing that can rise up against the kingdom of God. That's right. And if it's joy and peace mm. and righteousness in the Holy Spirit, the question is, not only personally, but even globally, could God use this? That's our question. Right. Could right. God use right. this to bring righteousness in? That's well, right. you know, our experience has been uh, with, again, the 2008 and the 9-11, churches were filled. Uh, people were crying out. I mean, it's like, is 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 if there's a God, I want to get right with him. Is this the is this the apocalypse? Is is everything at hand? 
and, and nobody's claiming even remotely that that's what this is, but people began to think right. beyond this life because this life looks like it's, it's well, it, they can't get a hold on it. And maybe that's the way you feel this morning. You feel like, I, I just can't get a hold of this thing. I, I, I'm, I'm losing it. I, I, I'm, a, I'm fearful I, I, on all kinds of fronts. Well, understand there's an unshakable kingdom. Amen. And that, <clears throat> and it's not Amen. what we see. It's not eating and drinking and all that. It's righteousness, peace, and joy. Can't the question is, Randy? Can we expect to have joy in mm. the middle of a crisis like this? Yes, I think we can. I think we're called to that, actually. Now, now you bring up an interesting point. I think we're called to that. Yeah. Is it important that we, as the church, live in joy? We as the church don't pull a knife because somebody took our toilet paper right. at Costco. Right. <laughs> we as the church, rather than just shrinking, I'm not I understand the quarantine, I understand that, but there are people right. in need, spiritually and otherwise. Can we be the church and be a present help in time of need? I mean, we are God's hand and feet. Are we gonna go and just slink away into our basement with a flashlight and some, you know, beanie weenies again, or are we going to go into a culture, and I'm saying be shrewd, be, you know, we're not talking about large gatherings, get on the phone. I mean, a lot of right. this, I've told many of our right. regional directors at Lynx, I said, look, be on the phone all the time, calling people. How you doing? Uh, I'll tell you right now, if you're uh, part of Church of the Red Door uh, in, in our community and you really have some need and you're afraid to go to the store, uh, maybe self-quarantining for what, maybe you have exposure, let some of us go shopping for you. Yes. I mean, uh, we can do that. Yeah. We can do that for our neighbor. I was asking Laura this morning about our next-door neighbor. Have you seen her in a while? I haven't seen her in a while. Let's check in on her. I mean, we don't have to grab and claw and imagine that somehow, you know, we're going to be overlooked or that, no, God's our provider. He's Jehovah That's Jireh. Right. We don't have to freak out about all this That's stuff. Right. In fact, we can be joyful. Yes, Yes. Absolute and perfect peace. Yes. Okay, say say <laughs> the worst comes to worse. I mean, what happens? <clears throat> what if the Lord takes one of our lives or uh, collectively a larger? I mean, what is the worst case scenario? It's still a win-win for us, Randy. That's right. I mean, that's, that's exactly where Paul right. says, I, I, I have a desire to depart and be with the Lord, and yet, you know, I, I don't know which one I should choose because I still have some things I need to do down here. Okay, Amen. the Lord takes us. My days were numbered. It's over. He's sovereign. He controls every microorganism. If he allows it to attack me, so be it. And I, and, I mean, I'm not, I'm not suggesting that's going to happen. I believe he's going to protect us. But if, even if he doesn't, he's still God. That's right. That's right. He's still God. And we're called to be his ambassadors, yeah. ambassadors to people around us, you know, Absolutely. to be the light, to be the joy. That's right. To bring his peace. That's right. What are some practical things? Here's a couple of practical challenges I want to give you towards the end. So let's say we uh, find ourselves in the studio or something similar if we're not able to stay here uh, over for an extended period of time, say two or three months. What right. about going around your neighborhood and say, look, I know uh, you, you may be struggling here. Why don't you come over and have coffee with us at our house tomorrow morning? Uh, I'm not asking you to gather 100 people, but together you know, several people and say, come over to our house. Let's have coffee. We'll, we'll do some breakfast. We're going to, we're going to watch a little church at the red door yeah. online. Yeah. Uh, and, and it may be, it may open some incredible opportunity. I mean, this may be an opportunity right under our nose that we were, we were shrinking from and God's saying, look, I'm providing an opportunity. And I think this could happen globally, but 
I can't affect the globe. What I can do is I can affect my neighborhood. Right. I can impact right where I am. I'm not everywhere. I'm not omnipresent like God, but I'm I can do something so that well the Bible goes on to say, for he who in this way serves Christ, that's the kingdom, living in the kingdom, is acceptable to God and approved by men. I mean, men and women are looking for answers. And they will even turn yes. when you're living in this righteousness <clears throat> yes. and this peace and this joy and you're demonstrating these qualities, they're gonna they're gonna see this right. in you. Yes. They're gonna see this. So then we pursue the things which make for peace and the building up of one another. Mm. I mean that's what we're doing. We're, what what makes for peace? Well, people need a need a hand. They may not need it financially otherwise, but they may need just a spiritual lift up right now. Call friends. Right. Invite them over to your house. Invite your neighbors over. Uh, get a little gathering. Turn on the TV. Get your get your coffee. Get your Bible. Meet us here on Sundays to come, and we'll see we'll see what the Lord does. We Beautiful. may be astonished. Beautiful. You know, I was uh, I called one of our neighbors, one of my friends, last night just to check in on him. I hadn't seen him for a while. I thought, you know, God put a put on our heart to reach out to him. So I called him, and they have some. Not only the thing with the coronavirus, but they got some other things going on. And I know this guy probably doesn't know the Lord. I mean, we don't talk about it much when we're around them, and they don't talk about it. But at the end of the conversation, I said, Steve, would you mind if I prayed for you? And he said, I wish you would. Yeah. I wish you yeah. would. <laughs> Look. <laughs> Look, folks, uh, who knows what might happen? We might come back together. Say it's a month from now, two months from now, three months from now. Who knows when we might be able to gather again? We might come back twice the size. I mean, yes, we may not yeah. have room for That's people right. when we finally gather again if we get out of our own way, if we realize that we're part of an unshakable kingdom. So Amen. I hope, Randy, I hope this has been impactful for you this morning. Uh, we want to continue together. Weeks to come, we're going to be right here, 930, Lord willing, unless Jesus comes back. We're going to be right here, 930, right, coming right into your living rooms. Uh, around a cup of coffee. We're going to be here for you in the weeks to come. And thanks to our teams and thanks to the incredible generosity that you continue to show. Uh, people Amen. are continuing to give, continue to keep our operations Amen. running. Uh, we're still the church. That's uh, right. We're, That's we're having right. to gather this way for a little while, Randy. Yeah. Uh, it won't always be the case, right. but for the short term. <clears throat> so, Randy, why don't you close us in prayer and just pray for kind of everything that we've talked about that the Lord would bring to your heart. And uh, then we'll look forward to uh, seeing you folks next week. All right. Dear Heavenly Father, as we uh, close here this morning, Lord, we just uh, once again thank you for this privilege to come together, Lord. We thank you for all of the uh, words that you have brought forward, Lord, your message. Um, and Father, we, we, we want to be filled with this joy and righteousness, Lord, and uh, peace that you give us. Father, you are, you are an amazing God. You are the creator of the universe, the Lord of lords and the King of kings. And Father, we come to you, we call upon you at this time. And Lord, we want to be called upon you at all the time. So Father, I pray that the Holy Spirit would continue to minister and work all this week in each and one of our hearts. And Father, that uh, through this time together, we can draw closer to you. And let us be that light, Father, to our neighbors, to those we might come into contact with or those that we might pick up the phone and call. Lord, just put on our hearts what you want us to do at this time. And Father, we are grateful and thankful that we can gather as we do here this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Well, we love you, Church of the Red Door, and all those uh, friends of Church of the Red Door. Uh, we'll be back next Sunday, 930. And as I've said, please, if you need immediate help, if there's something we can do for you, is there a way we can serve you? Yeah. Our teams are still in place. We will reach out to you. If you need somebody to shop for you, if you need, if you need help in any way, please reach out to us. Uh, we'll do everything we can. Uh, to be uh, to be the body of Christ. Amen. So uh, we love you. Have a great morning, and uh, we'll see you next week. Amen.